welcome back to Noah's Window. I hope you're enjoying this journey through the Christmas story as we have combined the two gospel accounts into one narrative. And our challenge is to read, let's read this together and let's look for life lessons. So today we're going to still be in Luke chapter 1. We have been talking about Elizabeth and Zechariah and the birth of John the Baptist, but today we're going to kind of shift gears, although we're still in Luke chapter 1 because the, the story is going to take another turn here. So we're going to jump in in verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. So Mary, although confused and disturbed and still trying to figure it out, has responded in faith and has agreed that God's will should be done in her life. Although um, this was going to put her in a situation that was going to be really hard to explain. And that's what I want us to talk about a little bit this morning. When we're in a situation, and it's a God situation, but it's hard to explain. Have you ever tried to explain to some of your family, maybe some of your relatives, why you feel like you need to be at church every weekend? Or maybe why you don't want to partake in some of the activities they're doing, and, and they just don't quite understand. It's just hard to explain. Um, in a little... Um, different stroke. I remember when uh, 36, almost 37 years ago, it has been 37 years ago when we made this decision, but 37 years ago when we told our family we were leaving Texas and moving to Kansas, that was hard to explain. Um, it didn't seem like it should be, but uh, it was it was hard to explain why we would leave all of our family, all of our support system while we had two little boys and come to a place where we knew no one, essentially, and certainly had no family. So it, it was a hard to explain decision, and yet we knew God was leading us to do that, to come here. Um, there's another situation in the New Testament that I thought I might share with you this morning, and this has to do with the Apostle Paul. Now the Apostle Paul, and you'll want to get the book of Acts and read this whole story, but we're going to jump in. He has been taken to Rome as a prisoner, but while he's there in prison, he is um, he's permitted to have a private house, but he has a guard. Um, but while he's in Rome, we're going to jump in and uh, listen in on what happened uh, in verse 17. We're in, in Acts chapter 28. Okay, we're going to jump in in verse 17. Three days after Paul's arrival in Rome, he called together the local Jewish leaders. He said to them, Brothers, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Roman government, even though I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors. The Romans tried me and wanted to release me because they found no cause for, de for the death sentence. But when the Jewish leaders protested the decision, I felt it necessary to appeal to Caesar, even though I had no desire to press charges against my own people. I asked you to come here today so we could get acquainted and so I could explain to you 
that I'm bound with this chain because I believe that the hope of Israel, the Messiah, has already come. So again, Paul's in a, in a rather strange situation because he's here to um, preach and to represent the Lord and to reach people, but he's a prisoner. So it's kind of hard to explain. And, and he's a prisoner for supposedly uh, violating his the, the, the ceremonies, the rules, the laws of his own people. And so he calls them together to try to explain this. So again, God has put him in a situation that's really hard to explain, and yet God is using him in that situation. So all that to say, sometimes when God is using us, he can put us in a situation or direct us to a situation that's going to be hard to explain. But you know what? A hard to explain situation can be an amazing opportunity if we use it to uh, tell others about the Lord and what he's doing in our life. So a little unusual, um, but certainly Mary's story was a little unusual, wasn't it? So I hope that'll inspire you today. In case you're in some situation where you really want to serve the Lord and you're following God and yet you find yourself in a place that's a little hard to explain. And uh, the pressure can be on when things are hard to explain, but that doesn't mean that God can't still use us in those hard to explain situations. So I hope that's a blessing and an encouragement to your life today. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for working in our lives and life is so complex more and more these days, Father. And I just pray that in all these situations that we find ourselves in, as we follow you, that seem to be hard to explain to the world around us, I just pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit so that the words that we say can actually draw others to you as their attention is captured by the fact that we are behaving in a way that's hard to explain from the culture's uh, viewpoint. Father, thank you for each and every person that's watching and listening to Noah's Window, and I just pray even today that you would guide each and every one, that you would give wisdom and and healing and comfort and provision and whatever is needed in each and every life. Thank you so much, Father, that you are such a big God that you can address each and every need from the large to the small because you know us that well and you love us that much. And we thank you for that, Father. Please guide us this day, we ask in uh, Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. And if you haven't already, I hope you'll be able to come to the Living Nativity on campus that will be December um, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. So it'll be tonight and Saturday night and Sunday night. So it's going to be a wonderful time. I hope you can come to that. And then we have the Christmas Eve services coming up. So I hope you'll check the times on that. We would love for everyone to participate. And the Christmas Eve broadcast is going to go all across the nation multiple times. Um, it's a very exciting time at New Spring Church, and it's a very exciting time to be a God follower, even if we're in a special place that's hard to explain. God bless you. We'll see you next week.